for those of you asking, making this proposal, shame on you. Shame on you for, for trying. Let me talk. I did prepare uh, some sound effects to use here uh, because, Evan, we're going to rebrand, all right? Okay. We're going to rebrand the show. It's overdue. Right, so. We definitely need to. So <laughs> so you are now listening to J-Dog <laughs> and E-Van. E-Van. I like your van speeding. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. going real uh, fast. Uh, and we are here to keep you rock hard on your morning commute. Here on KRHC, uh, I, I forget if I was actually going anywhere with that bit. I just really want to adopt J Dog because uh, Shitley has—he's mad when people call him that, so he doesn't yeah. get to claim it, right? You know, but it's way too cool of a nickname to go to just like a like a weird culture warrior. State mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah J Dog is cool. It. It's nice. Yeah, J Dog. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, is there one or two G's at the end there? I'm thinking of it with one. But, you know, mid-90s style, we could do double yeah. D. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's how you dip- differentiate you two. Like, you're a J-Dog. <laughs> yeah, <G's>. right. <laughs> Call him double G. <laughs> yeah. J-double uh, G. Are you, okay G. With, uh, are you okay with E-Van? I mean, that's kind of a bad thing. Whatever. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, whatever. I'll, I'll take what I can get. It's fine. Okay. I'll give you the sound effect again. Thank That's you. cool. That part's cool. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, we are joined today by a couple of uh, guests. This is actually long overdue because uh, these two are, are funny to me and I enjoy talking to them. Uh, what, uh, how are we identifying you both today? What name? Oh, I, I use uh, I use she slash her pronouns, Justin. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, wow. Did I yeah, say guys? Well, Did I? <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, if, if you didn't, then I apologize. Um, if you did, thank you. Go back okay. and edit this. Cancel. Don't rewind. He said it. Cancel. Uh, all right. So, what name should we should we identify you Maggie. as today, though? All right. I, I identify me. as Izzy. Okay, I, did, I didn't know if we want to keep you anonymous or let people know who's on the show. <laughs> it's going yeah, no. to be big, dramatic news that Maggie and Izzy have been on the podcast. Right. Yeah. Uh, people are going to talk about this. This yeah. is big for the pod. Yeah, we've, uh, we're kind of in our flop era right now. You know, the caucuses are pretty much dead. Um, so, like, the good thing, though, is, like, we finally have some more gals on the podcast because we've had a real, real drought of that That's true. Um, recently. So. Have yeah, well, I've been meaning to break into the local politics podcasting game, and so this is a huge opportunity for me as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just doing my friend Justin a big favor. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, I mean, the big news of politics recently is uh, all this anti-trans stuff, and I was hoping you, you're both experts on gender, so I thought that you know you could yeah, provide I have a lot of trans friends. knowledge. Yeah, I'm the ally. <laughs> Uh, and the we were talking with Keenan Crow last week about all these bills being proposed. Uh, Jeff Shipley had the one that was uh, taking gender identity out of the Iowa Civil Rights Act, which did fail. So that's good. There's there's a lot of celebration that. about that. Um, but that was followed up quickly by something that looks to be even worse. Uh, I don't know if either of you have have taken a look through this, but. 
Uh, House Study Bill 649, proposed by our governor, Kim Reynolds. And uh, I haven't read all the text here, but two big things, separate but equal facilities. That's right. (laughs) That's proposed in there. And uh, you have to, I think, say that you're both male and female on your driver's license. (laughs) Right. Uh, By gender, kings, they win it. That's right. That's kind of cool, right? Because then you get the benefits of both, right? Yeah. Well, I remember there's like pushes to put X on driver's license for non-binary people. And so I think they kind of won. Thank you, (laughs) non-binary allies, for this. (laughs) You should get all three, at least. (laughs) (laughs) MXF. MXF. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. X is the coolest letter, so it would be good to have that on a, you know, government ID. Yeah. Elon's fucking molding that we get to put X on there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe, you know, maybe this is uh, too broad of a question, but how do you feel things are going for the trans community in Iowa? Maggie, do you want to take this? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) obviously it sucks, but like, at some point, there's normal people in this state, right? Like, I feel like this is, uh, I don't know, I feel like this is as worse, as bad as it can get, right? Because at some point, you're just going to be, I mean, they're coming out with like new transgender nephews all the time. And I feel <laughs> like uh, at some point, it's just going to be like, what are these weirdos doing? Like, you have to back off of the culture war stuff at some point, I hope. Right. It's like, I think an increasingly losing strategy for a lot of these people. Um, I don't know. You saw that one, like, anti-woke, anti-gender governor in Kentucky that was running mm-hmm. to, um, like, beat the guy that beat him when he was incumbent. And he just, like, ate shit in that election. Uh, you've got these politicians with, like, nothing to offer. Uh Someone like Kim Reynolds, who would like go and endorse Ron DeSantis in the primary against Trump when it's like mm-hmm. fucking hopeless just because yeah. of gen- gender reasons. And then obviously turning around after that and introducing these new horrifying uh, legislation that just, I think, demonstrates that they have nothing to offer the people of Iowa except like continued privatization, continued uh, legislation against the most marginalized people they can find, which is immigrants and transgender people. Uh, yeah, it's it sucks. Mm. But honestly, I, I, I'm, I'm with my wife, obviously. I cannot see it getting worse than this, and it's got to be a turning point. I think people are getting sick of uh, their freakish neighbor coming to their door to tell them about top surgery and to <laughs> go, go vote for the local GOP guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and you're both lifetime Iowans, right? I am. I actually i am from South Dakota, which is somehow even oh, worse okay. than yeah, Iowa yeah. in terms of translation like i can't change my birth certificate um until i have medical documentation for oh, seven really? years yeah seven oh years my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah wow um, it's it's crazy uh and so coming here um i was able to change my driver's license where i don't think i would have been able to if i was still a south dakota resident um okay. but yeah I, i've been here since 2008 i went to high school um graduated in 2016 um, okay go cedar falls tigers you, you were pointing to the the kentucky governor uh whatever that freak's name was who couldn't beat andy Bashir. who can't right. be a democrat in kentucky like right. obviously, literally literally up. um so like nationally this shit keeps losing over and over but they keep doubling down on it here in yeah. iowa like why is it still working here do you think i mean I think because it works in Florida and Kim Reynolds wants to do 
uh, everything her bestie does. That's the yeah. only thing I can come up with because I mean, we're not that much weirder than the rest of the red states. Yeah. I, well, I, I think, think Florida so. and yeah. Iowa have something in common that's like tons of really old people. Um, right. Yeah. May I don't know. Might be something. But unlike Florida, we don't have any like old people being imported into right. the True. state. Right. Like, yeah. like there's yeah. no uh there's nothing there's no promise here. It's just people like yeah. stay here and play die, it seems like, at least in terms of old yeah. people. Nobody comes here to retire. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a fragile base to like rely on. Like you know, they're they're gonna die sooner than everyone else. So if, if yeah. you're just appealing to them like as hard as possible with shit that pisses everyone else off, I don't think that they're refilling the ranks of like racist, transphobic old people. Because the old people of the future will be nicer, I think. I got it. We hope. Yeah. Hope. Uh, all right. So, in the process of Shipley's bill being defeated, uh, he got some support from uh, a woman named Cynthia Yaki. Uh, I was hoping that we could maybe talk about her thoughts on, on uh i'll just read her she put this on her Substack, and this is also something she read aloud in support of oh my god uh shipley's house file 2082 um yeah somebody i think uh ty rushing was tweeting about it or something and i was like hey anybody have a name for this person and here it is on Substack. so thank you to the people who tracked that down cynthia yaki she called this the darkest secrets of the transgender movement revealed how straight boys become autogynophiles and why gender identity must be repealed as a protected class. Yeah, I want to hop in right here and say right away, um, it's funny that TERFs are doing the same shit that like trans women are doing to each other on Twitter um, <laughs> with, with um, classifying trans women into two different classes and putting them against each other. Um, hmm. They're just kind of late to the game, I think. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, I think that Cynthia here is on the cutting edge of being a weird freak. I mean, this is this is some of the shit that you get in the Reddit comments for sure. Like, um, I don't know. This this is advanced. I'm surprised that they found her. This is like UK level transphobia. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's insane. It's imported yeah. straight from the front lines. Yeah, she posted in English level. I, I think anyone who spoke out against this bill probably has like a similar sub stack um, set up <laughs> to post similar content. What are what are the different classes of trans women? <laughs> okay, so are you familiar with a man named Ray Blanchard? Well, yes, because he is cited extensively in this piece. Actually, yes, it's insane. I had like <laughs> like shocking. Jeff Shipley emailing me about um like like historical figures like the guy who wrote um the man who would be queen, which is like a like a classic uh the evil the the disgusting transsexuals and everything mm -hmm. about them type work. And, okay, anyway, but um Ray Blanchard in like the fucking was it seventies. Uh, determined that there was two types of trans woman. Um, there was the homosexual transsexual, which is a gay man who wanted to have sex with straight men. And these are these are the good ones. Like you think they'd be bad still, but that's, that's the good one. That's the one who gets <laughs> these are the ones playing tricks, right? Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. But the tricks are better than the evil um, autogynophile, which he um, like likens to straight men attracted to women um, who just like should not have hormones. Essentially. Um, these are uh like 
better treated with conversion therapy, whereas HSCS is better um, treated with medical and social transition. Um, and right. this shit persists to this day. <laughs> so if you're cute and you want to have sex with your doctor, then you're one of the good transsexuals and you should get hormones. And if not, then you're one of the bad transsexuals and you should be in prison. That makes sense. Uh, and um, regular listeners to our program may recall, this is actually the second time that I have had autogynophiles explained to me on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that was actually thanks to Izzy as well. Izzy is responsible for Girl God oh coming God. on Rock Hard Caucus. <laughs> oh my God. I, I was about to say, yeah, last time there was two trans women on your podcast, they started doing improv bits, and I was, was determined yeah. to avoid that tonight. Definitely one of my favorite episodes of the podcast, for sure. I barely said anything. That's what makes it really good. <laughs> I agree, Justin. <laughs> All right, so Cynthia Yaki, she also goes by uh, Conservative Les on Twitter. That's L-E-Z. And here are her words. My name is Cynthia Yaki. I am a conservative lesbian, certified ghostwriter, and the disability rights activist who started the emotional support animal movement in 1996. <laughs> Just taking credit for that whole thing. Yeah, right after that, like, the, I think, honestly... The most annoying type of person who's like, can I please take this dog onto this uh, this airplane, this Arby's, et cetera, et cetera. Um, <laughs> other than like fucking over landlords, which is cool. But if she is responsible for that, then I am concerned. Every conservative reading this is like, oh, good for you. <laughs> yeah, they're really into the support animals, emotional support animals. <laughs> right, right. It's specifically emotional support animals that she's taking credit for. Yeah, not... You, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, I didn't realize ghostwriting uh, required a certification either. I, I wish she went more into this stuff and not what she ends up writing about. Uh, but today I will reveal the darkest secrets of the transgender movement to explain why gender identity must be repealed as a protected class, as proposed in Shipley's bill. Uh, she says her interest in House File 2082 comes from the fact that the lesbian community has been wiped out by straight men in dresses who have invaded it to demand through manipulation and threats that lesbians have sex with them. Hmm. This is very outside of my life experience. Uh, so uh, is there any truth to this? <laughs> well, I'm not sure what the, um, the Fairfield, Iowa 70-year-old lesbian scene is like, but I have to take her at her word here and imagine that um, she's constantly having to turn down autogynophiles. <laughs> that is an important thing to note. Uh, this woman is from Fairfield. Uh, anyone listening to this podcast anywhere in Iowa knows that there's a connotation there with Fairfield. It's a weird place for weirdos. Yeah, I want to know what sort of lesbian scene she saw get wiped out um, in Fairfield, Iowa to begin with. It's right funny to explain to um blame this on uh the dreaded out of account files uh when like i highly doubt this woman like has left her house in the last 20 years <laughs> just based on the, the rest of the content of this uh substack yeah fairfield's not a huge place i i yeah. imagine anyone in the queer scene already knows each other and i, I don't know <laughs> right uh and so these uh she calls them straight men in dresses which i, I guess I guess she's referring to people like you, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, it's crazy because, like, in my experience, they're all basically gay guys. Uh, they're fucking each other. I'm not really sure what this... 
Uh, so these these, as she calls them, straight men in dresses are seeking proof that they are women because lesbians prefer sex with women. Okay, I follow. Uh, mm-hmm. The women who reject them face a non-trivial chance of being raped or murdered. Yeah, this is insane. Like, this- yeah, there's a lot going on here. <laughs> yeah, I think there um, might be a little psychological projection involved here. Mm-hmm. Like the idea that um, you really want turf pussies, so you're like, no, but they said that they proved it. I'm a woman. You have to have sex with me now. Yeah. Is Um, that the way that it works for just any women? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Look, I am the object of your desire. Like, come on already. Technically you are attracted to me right now. (laughs) If you are a lesbian, you are attracted to every woman. Those are the rules. You're not allowed to say no ever. This it's, is dangerous territory that it I'm really in right is. Now. It's, it's fucking delusional. Um, you, you see this come up constantly, and it's like lesbians are constantly pressured in having sex with trans women. Otherwise, they're accused of like not being woke enough or whatever. Right. I, I feel like it's like an extrapolation of that, that sort of content. Um, like they're like 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 cringed content of trans women, uh, where they're demanding that they're referred to as women, and then extrapolating that to being like, oh, you also have to have sex with with this woman. Right. It's. Just, I think it's a byproduct of like only seeing the absolute worst of trans women online, uh, perpetuated constantly by like libs of TikTok, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And this sort of cringe content just like cooks these people's brains. They become insane, obsessed people. Like, uh, what's her name even? Cynthia? Cynthia yeah. Yaki. Yes. Right. Yeah. Also, um, obviously, uh, the women who reject them face a non trivial chance of being raped or murdered is. You know, I don't know. Obviously distasteful given how many trans women mm-hmm. are being murdered by straight guys. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I just overall uh, we're seeing stuff that doesn't happen combined with like stuff that is already illegal, like uh, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Uh, murdering people. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's already a crime. Um, and, and, you know, as you were saying, I think the data would show that those crimes are being committed by my kind of guy, uh, straight men, not <laughs> not trans women. Uh, what do you mean by that, Justin? <laughs> my, my, my kind of guys are responsible for that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I. So I was going to say, like, I, I'm a monogamous married straight man and have been for a long time. So I, I rarely have to deal with any kind of like sexual politics at all. But from what I have observed, it seems like the people who try to force other people to have sex with them, those are the ones who uh, end up getting in trouble with, mm. with anyone who's paying attention. <laughs> yeah. You, right. One would hope. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you see them cite this, like, uh, pe- like, like people not facing any repercussion for it. Like that the, the law protects people who in theory, like hypothetically would rape or murder uh, mm-hmm. a stranger for not having sex with them where it's like, okay, yeah. what, what are you citing here? Has this happened before? It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, uh, it's a good question. Has this happened before? The The headline of the next section is, this is a fight about reality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank God. <laughs> She's got away with words. <laughs> uh, also, every time I say the words gender identity while I'm reading from this, uh, you have to know that it is in quotes. So it's a concept that she does not believe in. She disrespects it by putting it in scare quotes. Yeah, me too, sister. (laughs) Gender identity must be removed from Iowa's list of protected classes because it has no physical reality. An 
and destroys the rights of the protected classes of sex and sexual orientation that are based on reality. Okay, physical... Physical, physical reality. reality. Right. So basically saying that that you, you are not physically a woman in reality. It's all It's all mental? Is that what's happening? Right. Like sort of the blowback from a decade of uh, trans is just man who identifies as woman. Um, yeah. <laughs> allowing these freaks to be like, mm, well, you see, uh, gender identity being separate from sex is detached from reality. Or it's like, yeah, it is. I don't know. Like, I, I have transitioned my sex. I mm-hmm. don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, she's talking about transsexuals here. Mm-hmm. People who are transitioning our sex. And so... I don't know. It's incoherent, but like, what are we, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it does impact physical reality a lot. <laughs> so I, I, don't, I don't know what she's even really saying there. Yeah. Um, the civil rights protections protect people who appear trans from discrimination that they face for appearing trans. Um, right. It's, right. Ba- it's based on the reality of you look trans and thus yeah. you're denied from a job, from housing, from a credit score because someone perceives you as being trans. Yeah. Yeah. Not not that I want to pit these two camps against each other, but arguably it's more based in physical reality than sexual orientation. Like, right? Yeah, that's, that's more mental than, like... than anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for example, protecting gender identity allows straight men. Oh, this is when it gets really fucking crazy. This mm. is what was tweeted about. She said this out loud, like in <laughs> in a uh, a committee hearing about this bill. Protecting gender identity allows straight men the right to masturbate in women's restrooms and smear semen on the toilet tissue in every stall. Put straight males in the same bed as your daughter on school field trips and give straight males the right to parade around nude in the women's locker room and wave their erections in your little girl's face while calling anyone who objects a bigot. Mm, The three biggest fantasies of any straight man. Yeah, (laughs) obviously... Banger after banger here. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fucking Hall of Fame. Yeah, this all of these are legally protected activities because <laughs> the Iowa Code says that you can't discriminate on the basis of gender identity. Yeah. you got- <laughs> <laughs> Smear semen on the toilet tissue. Yeah. First of all, there's just not that much of it. Right in every stall, you know that's <laughs> right. That's like four they, rolls of toilet paper. They could have been yeah. collecting it though. Yeah, over over years. That's going to take me all month. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's going on with these school field trips where people are sleeping in the same bed? Yeah, God, um, this suffers from like the pretty typical uh, trait of these turfs, these delusional people, um, like portraying the trans woman as like an adult male, like man. Uh, doing things that like little girls will do it's like okay th- there'll be this adult man with ne- with his erect penis um on a school field trip with your daughter yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah i mean that would also be a child <laughs> right, right 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 like if if a 28 year old says that they identify as an eight-year-old girl they're legally protected and allowed to go on school field trips and <laughs> go to the yeah, kids museum school sleepovers yeah yeah <laughs> Like I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Miss Smith. We have to let him in because woke. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to high school boys who are uh, blameless in all of this, have never done anything wrong on a school field trip to any of their <laughs> classmates. Not until the law told them that they could be women. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What's going on in women's locker rooms? You know, I've never really been in one of those. Is everyone just walking around naked? That's what's suggested here. I mean, I am. I thought that that was my right uh, <laughs> enshrined in the Iowa Constitution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn, yeah. Damn straight. I mean, I think that that's like technically allowed. Like that's that's where that kind of thing would happen. Yeah. But, but I mean, obviously, it, it's really obvious here, but you see it in a lot of turf content where it's like um thing that is obviously illegal and would get you life in prison is is allowed because of woke um, yeah right uh, waving your erection in a little girl's face um it would be national I'm, news i would think i'm sorry i'm not allowed to arrest this trans woman uh, you know that's part of that's part of her identity is doing that right that, right. that, that behavior is essential to her as a person yeah <laughs> It's my gender identity. It's a part of her. In the the men's locker room also, I think having a boner at all is is kind of against the rules. You yeah, again, again. yeah, you generally just like showering and like changing your clothes in there. Like Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the rules are you have to be at least seventy years old and your balls have to hang at least four or five inches down. <laughs> then you're allowed to be naked in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like anyone just like walking around naked in any locker room is just kind of like a um doing a dick move anyway like it's just kind right. of annoying yeah, yeah i haven't changed outside of a stall in a public locker room since i was on swim team right i don't have that kind of confidence around anyone yeah. hell no <laughs> <laughs> but yeah right. if- and you have to have an erection the whole time like that's just <laughs> a lot of pressure you have to the show pressure. out my god yeah <laughs> I, I would yeah i would think if someone was doing that in a locker room, everyone else in the locker room would like be screaming at them. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. At least, yeah. No, you're not making it out of that locker room live. Right. You're not going to stay hard. That's, that's for sure. Uh, the darkest secrets well, of the transgender movement are the real reasons why people become transgender and why they target children for conversion. Okay. Do you it- know? That the majority of the transgender movement is straight men who have a self-induced mental illness called autogynephilia. Do you know that? Do you know? It's a question. <laughs> Self, self-induced <laughs> mental illness. That's, that's an interesting concept. I love making myself mentally ill. <laughs> they wear women's clothes and demand access to women's spaces because that sexually arouses them. For, okay, this I don't get. For everyone else... Gender identity is a strategy to get something. Cynthia, this is way too vague. Like, look at what you were saying before about rubbing semen on the toilet tissue in every stall. And now you're saying gender identity is a strategy to get something. Yeah, what are they getting? What are you talking about? (laughs) Well, I think she's going to talk about it sooner, about how the the reason they're targeting boys, the reason they're they're trying to recruit into this movement um, as she continues here. You, You know, maybe we should skip to that bulleted list yeah <laughs> the things that they want are uh gay men want to appear female to attract attract straight men that's that's one type that you you told us about a few minutes mm-hmm. ago most of them are not sexually aroused by wearing women's clothes or being in women's spaces yeah oh fuck i have to dress all cute <laughs> <laughs> whatever it's the only way i can get dick <laughs> Yeah, that's, I mean, everyone does that to some degree. Maybe not in these specific ways, but we all present ourselves a certain way to make ourselves more attractive to the people we're attracted to. 
Honestly, yeah, even cool. if this was true, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you you dress no way to express yourself. I don't understand the the sort of the, the sort of like like you're you're just trying to deceive um gay or you're trying to deceive straight men to having sex with you as a gay man. It's like no, you're just dressing cute. Right, like, that's, is, that's the way you want to dress. Which is itself a very dangerous thing to do. So I don't think that that's really what trans right. <laughs> women are trying yeah. to do. <laughs> We're reading this as like, oh, what's the big deal? Um, she means, oh, we're trying to trick straight men into having sex with us, and then, ha, you're gay, you know. <laughs> and they'll react. Uh, they'll just be ashamed. No, they'll no be potential. Chill about it. No potential violence or anything towards the yeah. person who fooled them into becoming not. gay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like we need like any sort of law to protect uh, violence against uh, trans women who uh, have deceived you successfully. Uh, yeah, they should they should come up with a term for that <laughs> okay this is a, a really interesting one psychologically lesbians want to get out of being lesbian now that male privilege is available from a bottle and a scalpel so this is women who want to transition to become men so they can get all that privilege yeah um all of the privilege afforded to transsexuals <laughs> i got i gotta say this one's this one's worded pretty cool. I mean, she makes it sound yeah. enticing. Bottle with a scalpel. That's all. Yeah. That's all yeah. I need yeah. to so get privilege. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Medical. Privilege. Yeah, I think it's a victim yeah. to how a lot of these uh, transphobic people just kind of forget about trans men, and then mm-hmm. when they want to like try to talk about trans men, they're like, "Oh God, um, they just want to be men because men are cool." Yeah. Oh, of course you want to be the good gender. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They want the automatic power that comes with being a man. Yeah. All the trans dudes I know are treated very well uh, mm-hmm. by the, by their bosses, landlords, things like that. Right. And then there are also victims by trans women who uh, want to force them to be men. <laughs> uh, straight women who believe they are gay men generally have a past of sexual, emotional, and psychological abuse as children or teens, or they are on the spectrum and have been duped into it by social media and porn. They don't feel safe as women. Really coherent point here. Mm-hmm. There's some solid reasons in there to become a man, but some, I, I'm not sure. Straight women who believe they are gay men. So she's describing a trans man who is attracted to, wait, straight women who believe they are gay she's men. She's talking about the fellows here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah you almost got there, Justin. Um. Okay, so she's, she's talking about trans men who are attracted to men. I think right, right, yes. right. yeah. All of whom are abused um, emotionally and psychologically, or it, maybe it's social media or porn, or maybe they're autistic, or maybe they don't feel safe as women. Who's right. to say? All these things. Um, Cynthia told me that's sort of like such a scatter shot. It's like some of it just has to be right, just by the sheer range <laughs> of options she's given us. <laughs> Yeah, I also appreciate how it's not really distinct categories. Like, sure, these are um, going from talking about straight trans men to gay trans men. Um, th- may, are the gay ones specifically abused, and the and the straight ones are just like kind of cool and smart right. for weaseling their way out of um, misogyny? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she cited of- some stuff, but I don't think any of uh, this stuff is, <laughs> is backed by any <laughs> solid sources. No. <laughs> I, and a lot I mean, of people I, I have a past of sexual, emotional, and psychological abuse, and they do not transition later. It's just, I mean, it's, you know, th- those kinds of, she listed three kinds of abuse that people experience as children or teens. It's very widespread, you know, like a good, a good chunk of the population has been abused. 
mm-hmm. at some point to some extent and uh that hasn't really blown up the the population of trans people honestly those yeah. lines probably have gone in opposite directions right 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 <laughs> i mean i think on this one she's just confused right she's she's grasping at a few different straws with this one most of most of her points here are like at least a single incorrect point this right. one's just like oh fuck what about gay trans men yeah. she's like trying to do the math and it's like well <laughs> here's eight reasons that that could yeah. be she didn't it's, study it, for the test all the enough <laughs> <laughs> like she hit every aspect of uh why trans people are trans in one coherent point uh, which is, oh, they're abused. Oh, they're autistic. Oh, uh, social media, rapid onset gender dysphoria. Um, oh, it's probably porn. They're, I bet they're just porn brand. Like, <laughs> but it's just gay trans guys <laughs> who are affected by all of these. <laughs> yeah. One specific type of guy uh, suffers it's all just, of this. Right. She just hates the fellows. It's terrible. Yeah. Uh, well, she. this is similar to that. Boys who have been abused. So this is people who transition to become a woman right boys who have been abused also may believe becoming transgender will make them safe hmm. <laughs> so true. one of the safest things you can do who did yeah. this who put yeah. that in their heads <laughs> uh children and teens on the spectrum are easy to bamboozle props for using that term bamboozle into believing puberty blockers cross sex hormones and surgeries will make them the opposite sex and solve all their problems yeah yeah <laughs> look i just did it to dodge the drafts i don't know <laughs> sometimes it does do that though <laughs> right right i mean yeah Maybe. most of them <laughs> Yeah, but also there's like an implication here that's like if you're autistic, you're incapable of like having any sort of self-determination. Um, right. You're just like easily tricked and swayed by mm-hmm. uh, society. It's depressing. And I think that's the sort of mentality that you see going into these laws where it's like, oh, you can't actually um, transition if you have autism, if you're depressed, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. When like I think the condition of being denied transition, uh, I think, leads to a lot of depression, a lot of um, et cetera, et cetera. It's yeah, like autistic okay. people just kind of tend to be trans for a lot of cool reasons. I don't know. There's some crossover there. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. At least in my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I've always kind of like interpreted that as a uh, like a more readiness to kind of go against societal trends. Like, oh, I don't have to continue to live as the sex I was assigned at birth if it makes me deeply unhappy. Yeah. Whereas maybe others would just like be like more content just living like that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just uh, spent too much time reading about estradiol esters, and I'm like, well, I guess I have to do this myself now. <laughs> Kids just love to take drugs, you know? <laughs> Transsexuality is my special interest. Yeah. They like to experiment with drugs, and they're, you know, it's it's normal. Oh, yeah. yeah, recreational hormone replacement therapy, I think, is a big thing right now. Uh, just, to, just to feel what it's like. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're handing them out like candy. We've got to put a thumb to it. <laughs> It's fun to experiment. Okay, so she also writes about how uh, children are being, like, you know, groomed to, to become trans. Um, I, well, you know what? I don't want to skip this, actually. Social media plays a big role in this social contagion because transgender people, especially autogynophiles, seize control of social media by becoming moderators. <laughs> <laughs> This is the most real she gets here. Like this is this is certifiably true. <laughs> this rocks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Facebook has 
become trans itself because all of the trans users have done a forced takeover of all the Facebook groups. They became the mods. And this is Cynthia Yaki's greatest point is fuck the mods. I think she right. has personal experience with it too. Like I feel like she, <laughs> she has uh, to. post deleted and this has just <laughs> led her down the path of writing this this garbage. Yeah, there's no other I, yeah. reason she would have written this in here. Uh, they decide who gets to speak, what they can say, who is popular, and who is canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm desperate to know. I actually, I was searching, like, I was trying to figure out if she got banned from somewhere. Mm. I spent maybe half an hour Googling earlier, and I've exhausted all my leads. I have no <laughs> idea. No, this is like... Uh, I don't know. She strikes me as like a Kiwi Farms type user. Like yeah. she's on the cutting edge of being transphobic. And so my only thought is that she's talking about troons here. Mm-hmm. Like she or someone she knows has been banned from the something awful forums. Yeah. Probably like 2014 era. Uh, <laughs> banned, <laughs> banned by one of the, the social justice warrior mods of uh, oh, yeah. the fucking cartoon sub forum. <laughs> that'll radicalize you if you're 65 years old at the time (laughs) importantly i think something awful um for mods i think reddit subreddit subreddit uh moderators i think those control society and if you control the subreddits you control the will of people this is true that's right yeah absolutely they're the real one (laughs) percent You're guiding the public conversation. You're setting the boundaries for what can be discussed, what is an acceptable position to take. Right. You're shaping society by yeah, moderating right. the subreddit. Yeah. <laughs> right. We have yeah. all the power. We already won. All right. Society now, is trans now. Yeah. I may happen to be an autogonophile who's a Reddit power mod, but only because regular expressions are my special interest. And I made <laughs> one that can match every slur and automatically delete it. <laughs> Okay, to repeat, hang on, what's she repeating? I don't know. To repeat, autogonophiles and their fellow travelers get control of your children through their schools, social media, and even their doctors and therapists so they can dupe people into believing they were born transgender and use that to claim rights that have no connection to reality. Yeah, where are my fellow travelers at? Is that referring to, like, allies? Like, who... Are, are, are you two our fellow travelers tonight? Yeah, I guess. I'm a autogynophilic fellow traveler. <laughs> Thank you, Justin. <laughs> I, I, love, I love taking road trips with autogynophiles. <laughs> so uh, they, they specifically are, are pressuring kids into transitioning because the younger a person transitions, the easier it is for them to claim scientific evidence that uh, this is like innate within you from a young age, right? That's that's what she's trying to say here. Mm. Yeah, it seems like a, rather than rather I than think. something that you you decide to do as a perverted uh, adult man. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Unlike most of us, um, <laughs> I think that's her point. Is uh, yeah. they're targeting children so they can say they're born that way or something, mm-hmm. which is interesting because. A, a lot of these people will will go halfway and they'll say, oh, well, if you knew since you were five years old, then sure, you have a mental illness, you're transsexual. But if you're coming out at 25, fuck you, you know, 
Yeah, I mean, everyone that I've talked to about their like personal experiences with this, it, it tends to be something that they've thought about since they were pretty young, generally. Yeah, I mean, it varies. I think yeah. there's a... Um... There's an effect where if you knew as a teenager, which is really common, Mm -hmm. uh, but like you grew up in a conservative family, you don't come out until much later because you're uh, conditioned very strongly against that idea or, you know. Yeah, a lot of trans trans people will like kind of live in a state of um, like detachment, like those be kind of like the social, like like just drifting through the world is kind of running on autopilot. like until they're able to like make this connection be like oh wait i'm miserable as the sex i was assigned at birth and like they seek to change that and they end up being a lot happier and mm-hmm. if a kid realizes that right away like that fucking rocks you should encourage that um but a lot of these people are saying oh no that kid's actually mentally ill and they should be converted instead of um like allowed to just express themselves so they want to be expressed uh you hate to see it yeah they should not be allowed to to treat that mental illness they must that mental right. illness must be fed until it overtakes them. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And I, I imagine that especially happens in places like this, where it's uh, increasingly like criminalized to transition. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, if you're a trans kid in Iowa, you have to like go out of state for every injection, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not even new, right? Like I, um, my graduating class was 2016. I had a, a kid in my class who came out as like a trans boy when I was in middle school. So I'm like probably 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was able to like get on T right away. And I think some sort of um, hormone blockers as well um, before T and then transition as a boy and then live as a boy and then go off to college. And he was just like incredibly happy. And now if he was growing up in 2024, he would just not be allowed to do that. Um, so we've we've just like gotten worse. Like it's not it's not new. It's not experimental. Like it's it was proven to be effective uh, prior to uh, the year twenty twenty three when this shit passed. Right. I thought they just came out with trans people. So this is news <laughs> to me. Right. That's I mean that's the perspective of of a lot of the people who are like writing these laws is like they just invented a fucking you can turn into a girl if you want. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I mean. We know at least since like the 1930s, right, when uh, research on transsexuality was destroyed in the um, uh, Institute for Sexual Sciences in Berlin, you know, like this is this has been around for a while. Yeah. But well, and that that joke you made earlier about like if you are cute and you want to fuck your doctor, then you're allowed to have the hormones. Like, yeah, that, it was a joke, but that was really happening <laughs> in yeah. the 20th century. Yeah, uh, which I know thanks to your suggestion that I read Whipping Girl. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, congratulations. <laughs> That's all. I'm always there. telling people to read Whipping Girl. Yeah, it it did. I learned a lot. That was helpful. All right, so why should why should uh, gender identity not be Okay, there was two parts of Shipley's bill. Strike it from the Civil Rights Act, classify gender dysphoria as a disability. Now, Cynthia Yaki, she hates trans people so much, she didn't even want that part of it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) This leads us to why uh, House File 2082 should be amended to delete the section that classifies gender dysphoria and gender identity disorder as disabilities. First, they don't meet the definition of a disability in the Americans with Disabilities Act. Uh, very helpfully not uh, yeah. defined. Yeah, where, here where's the definition? definition? Right. <laughs> no citation or explanation. Yeah, that is a standalone point. It's very strong. 
And second, there's no reason to do it. I rest my case. <laughs> uh, she says that uh, symptoms such as depression and anxiety already have established standards of care. Mm-hmm. It's like ridiculous framework. Like they, there's established standard of care to gender dysphoria, and that's social medical transition, uh, which the state has banned. Um, but here she's saying like, oh, actually, no, we shouldn't even do that. We should just treat the downstream effects of uh, uh, gender identity dysphoria. Uh, yeah. To my knowledge, uh, the best medical practices are to treat the symptoms, not the the disease. That's what I have been <laughs> <laughs> informed. <laughs> right. A uh, cool thing that you can do when fighting a Hydra is just keep going off the heads. That's <laughs> probably the better strategies. <laughs> And she gets a little explicit here again. The third reason that this should not be classified as a disability. This one really speaks to me. <laughs> uh, even if you want to spend taxpayers' money that way, because you are a compassionate person, bear in mind that you also are going to have thousands of people in your face demanding for you to explain why they can't get their wheelchair because too many lesbians got their million-dollar fake penises this year because they couldn't <laughs> affirm their gender identity hard enough with a hundred-dollar over-the-counter strap-on dildo in their pants, and there's no money left. These transsexuals and their platinum penises. <laughs> that is all. First of all, there's an economy sentence. of scale here, right? If you're giving every lesbian a fake penis, they're going to be cheaper than a million dollars, Cynthia. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was all one sentence. I just wanted to do a quick word count on that. That's an 80-word sentence that I just read. Wow. <laughs> Big reader. <laughs> uh, okay, million-dollar fake penises. Whoa. They are causing a wheelchair shortage. That part is true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are they made out of the same materials? Presumably. Yeah. <laughs> You take apart the big wheels and then sort of like the balls. <laughs> um, something you can do, something cool you can do if you want to have a pussy is you can steal a wheelchair and sell it on the black market. And that typically nets you enough money to uh, get get yourself either a new face or a new pussy, et cetera, et cetera. Um, <laughs> I don't necessarily in- endorse doing that, but I understand a lot of people end up in kind of desperate circumstances and you got to pay for it somehow. <laughs> I also I love the term over the counter strap on dildo. Like you don't even need a script for this. She has a way with words. <laughs> this is not regulated at all. You can walk right up to the counter. I would like this hundred dollar strap on dildo, please. Doctor doesn't even have to give you a note. They gotta they gotta do something about that. Like you should need a tax stamp if it's under fourteen inches. <laughs> Uh, I think that's probably enough of Cynthia Yaki. Uh, we we went we went pretty deep on that one. Yeah, thank you for dwelling on that. <laughs> yeah, no, I I was like I was when I saw this first, I was like reading it out loud to my friends, just like on a couch in the room, like just like shouting by the end. I was like losing my mind over it. Um, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, we had fun with this. I will say that I I was searching for her uh, other stuff online as well as as was Maggie. Um, she. On YouTube, she uh, gave a testimonial for uh, Joshua Lysak's hypnosis course. So I I may include a link to that in the uh, episode notes if you want to check out the kind of things that this woman believes when she's not thinking nonstop about uh, gender. 
Uh, the other articles on her Substack are also pretty interesting. The uh, Lesbian Ladies Society that she created in 1987 that uh, banned anyone who would not wear a skirt because she thinks that like masculine lesbians drove out fe- feminine lesbians from oh the God. community. Um, yeah, there's a lot to unpack with her, I think. Yeah, I wonder if she still has that belief because uh, <laughs> these these days it's like, let butches be butch, you know? Right. This is... <laughs> I really think, I think, like, frankly, um, in opposition to the current turf movement. She's, yeah, she's been losing a lot of battles for a long school. time, it sounds like. Yeah. 1987. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's none of my business. I'm not part of this community, but, like, it seems like, it seems like everyone has been driving certain people out of the lesbian community for her entire life. And then you wonder why it's so small, like, why it's been wiped out today. Um <laughs> She has no friends left, and it's the yeah. fault of everyone else. <laughs> right. Uh, do you want to check out the uh, – uh, Izzy, you told me you liked the story about the, the lady who met with her uh, state senator. We can maybe look oh, at God. that one. Yeah, it's a good like other side of the table, I think, uh, when discussing the anti-trans legislature, where it's like we have he, – here are the people that are fighting for us. Here are the liberals that have our back. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> right. In the midst of the uh, – one of the worst legislative sessions that, uh, you know, of our lifetimes, you know, the the Republican Party is uh, as emboldened as they have ever been to attack a small minority of people for their own personal gain or for whatever reason they're doing it. Uh, you know, the, the, game. the worst Republicans ever. Uh, we can still find common ground with them. As we learned in the Des Moines Register from guest columnist Cindy Hickman mm-hmm. on January 29th. Uh, the headline is opponents, not enemies. What I learned meeting my state senator. She gives a lot of background about like what a legislature is, which we can probably skip over. But <laughs> well, I think the whole story here is she found out what a legislature is, and she's like, "What a fantastic idea!" Then <laughs> <laughs> decided to you know write a five thousand word article about it. Representative democracy. I don't have to think about this shit myself. I can vote for some asshole to do it all. <laughs> well, thank God. What will they come up with next? Uh, all right. I'm going to skip a lot of the, her like background info. Uh, did you know the Iowa legislature began convening as an assembly in 1838? <laughs> big, big facts coming through. Yeah, cool trivia. I wonder if they were legislating at that time. Um, probably good stuff, right? <laughs> 1838 was a great time to be alive. <laughs> Uh, in 2022, I moved into a different Senate district. I wanted to meet the person who represented me in the Iowa Senate. That person is Senator Brad Zahn. Have you heard of Brad Zahn? Do we know who that is? Not until this article, honestly. Okay. Uh, he's the one who looks like uh, a 13-year-old boy suddenly became a 55-year-old man. Oh, my God. That's what he looks like. And oh, that he- was J-Dog. <laughs> no, he's not. They that all suffer the yet. same disease, I think. <laughs> he's he's yeah, a what's boy in the water who, in this stage? <laughs> Shipley is a boy who suddenly became like maybe thirty-five. <laughs> oh, okay, Shipley still looks like concerningly old, though. Like just I looking think he's at his face, younger than me, actually. Shipley, it oh looks God. like maybe not all of him has been growing at the same rate. Like, <laughs> right? If you, I don't know. Somehow it, it feels like he's trapped inside of his own face in, this, in a way, you know? <laughs> he just looks so sad all the time. Yeah, there's a lot of pain in his eyes. Yeah. 
well, Brad Zahn has uh, a bit of a history too. I'll fill you in on just what I remember. Uh, he used to be Please. the the mayor of a small town. I forget which town it was, but while he was the mayor, he uh, had the cops called on him one night because he was like stalking and harassing his ex girlfriend. He was like standing outside of her residence, like yelling, calling her a whore. I think just like screaming in the middle of the night. And also, I think this has happened multiple times. He has gotten in trouble for bringing a gun into places like the airport. <laughs> to the airport, yeah. He took a gun to the airport, which is like, you know, pro move. Uh, yeah. God, I'm I, a state I legislator. Democracy. Like, yeah. I, I'm allowed to carry a gun to the airport. I, got I am the law. <laughs> I write the damn laws. I can fucking enforce them. God. Yeah, I guess that's the kind of person that wants to go into Iowa state politics. Yeah. Uh, but when Zahn votes in the Senate, he votes on behalf of the people of his district. That's right. Mm. This isn't even Civics 101. This is like Civics <laughs> 1. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I wanted to know who he was, and I wanted him to know me. You are really padding out the word count here. I could have researched him online or in social media, but I didn't want to do that. I wanted to talk with him, hear his story and his positions, and I wanted him to hear mine. And let's. Uh, I'm gonna do a Control F Zon on the one Iowa list of uh, anti LGBTQ bills being introduced right now. Oh, you're uh, gonna have to check the list of good people who are nice. <laughs> well, I can tell you, he was a sponsor on the uh, "Don't Say Trans" style legislation that would ban mention of gender identity from kindergarten through eighth grade. I think it's tough. Yeah, his name doesn't come up as a sponsor of anything else, but you know that's. That's good enough. I'm sure he's voting in favor of all this shit. But she didn't bother to research any of that before she met him, because that would, you know, spoil her her opinion of him. Right, right. Well, that's just everyone in his district wanted him to do that. Yeah, if she would have looked him up online prior to meeting him, um, she would have been biased by the allegations against him and (laughs) not gotten the full picture of who he is. Also, her phone doesn't have a browser on it. There's just one button that calls her son. (laughs) 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 You got to get the if you want to know about a person, you got to get the unbiased truth from the horse's mouth. People never lie about never, themselves. Yeah. Especially, <laughs> right. especially legislators. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much fluff in this article. The Capitol building is impressive. The Golden Dome can be seen for miles. <laughs> <laughs> that part is true. It's a beautiful building. I do love this part. Just outside the entrance, there was an official looking sign that read, Only concealed pistols and revolvers are allowed in the Capitol building. No other weapons or explosives are allowed. All person and packages are subject to search. It's a very fun detail. That is a useful include. piece of information. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you can conceal a carry in the Iowa Capitol, according to that all cap sign that she read and told us about. Sure, Bread's on mm. takes advantage of that. I'm fairly confident he does every time he goes to work <laughs> from the pictures I've seen. I think everyone should exercise their rights in this capacity. Yeah. <laughs> All right, when does she fucking talk to him? We're like halfway through. She hasn't met with him yet. Here yeah, literally, it's like um, preamble of like a field trip visit to the state capitol <laughs> yeah. where she saw the pretty buildings and the paintings. Yeah. If I didn't know there was a guy actually named Brad Zahn, I would just assume this was a piece of fan fiction. <laughs> Iowa legislature fanfic. <laughs> a, a budding new uh, subgenre on the uh, fanfic 
fan yeah, site. Yeah, check out my AO3. I got some good stuff on there with the uh, Jeff Shipley ships. Well, that's the way it's written. It's Shipley like, ships. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I asked Zahn about his background and how he came to serve in the Senate. He explained that at one time he owned a hardware store on a busy street in Urbandale. That's how they all start. The city council decided to restrict parking on the street near his store. This hurt his business. This prompted him to get involved in city government. That's the, yeah. That's a normal reaction, right? That's, that's the backstory of all ever, these guys. The battle that never ends is parking in Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> like the like most parking lots per uh, square mile of like any major city. Oh my the God. man fights for what he believes in, which is car. Car. <laughs> car and gun. So, you know, mm-hmm. the two big ones. So important. Uh, but yeah, this is kind of the backstory of all guys like this. They they owned a small business, probably the worst boss you've ever had. They were slightly inconvenienced by some minor uh, municipal decision, and so it was like I'm, I will overthrow this government and become the mayor myself, which he did. Uh, he was the mayor of Urbandale. That's what I was forgetting. Mayor of Urbandale, and then he ran for the Iowa Senate and was elected and started serving in 2004. Never looked back. She asked him what his priorities were. Uh, he felt Iowans needed tax relief. After he explained his position, he turned the question on us. So that that's it. That's the full answer. <laughs> tax relief. I wish it was that simple with mm-hmm. with these guys. Uh, she she brought a friend, Bob. I didn't mention that. He Bob was uh, introduced in the the forty paragraph uh, fun little intro. That's the husband, right? Or uh, I think she just called him a friend. Oh, I see. Her, her friend Bob accompanied her. So Brad Zahn asks them, what's your priorities? Uh, and Bob grew up in rural Iowa and says clean water is his priority. So this guy sounds like a liberal. This is strong character development here. <laughs> water Bob. He wants clean water. Check out the pod. <laughs> Which hasn't had an episode in like a year, I think. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's okay. Still learn a lot from the ones that are out there. Yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, who wrote this? What was this lady's name? Cindy. Cindy said that her priority is public education. So, uh, yeah, it seems like not the, the Brad's on target demographic. People who want nice water and nice schools. He's kind yeah, of good stuff. the opposite kind of representative. Yeah, she, she even says here, even though the legislature had been in session less than a month when we met, it had already passed the school voucher bill to provide funds to parents who wanted to send their children to private schools. Zahn supported that law and enthusiastically described its importance, saying that he had seen amazing achievements in private schools. I replied that all children should have opportunities to achieve. And just ends there, too. Like, there there was no (laughs) further conversation. Um, They just continued talking, I guess. Yeah. Well, this part's kind of nice. It almost becomes a confrontation. I also said that people would remember the voucher bill when election time came around. Zahn asked if that was a threat. (laughs) He's already reaching for his waistband. <laughs> yeah, hand goes under his jacket. <laughs> Are you threatening me? Brad Zahn uh, lifted his shirt over his head and... <laughs> Are you threatening me? This was all very civil. People sitting across the table, disagreeing on priorities, but respecting one's in- one another's positions. That's the most important thing. Like, I'm glad they still had mutual respect. We had agreed to meet for half an hour. We talked for longer, and when we left, we shook hands. Formalities were set aside. I was Cindy and he was Brad. Well, shaking hands is a formality. That's a formality, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We hugged well, and kissed. 
Yeah. What's important is that even if you still have cancer water and um, your teacher got fired, um, he's Brad and you shook hands. <laughs> as long as we can sit across from each other and never raise our voices at all and just calmly, just calmly state that we are like opposing ideologies <laughs> and then leave with nothing having been gained by either side. <laughs> That's the point of democracy and living here in the U.S. of A. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Really productive. Uh, Brett, when there was a... So after they met, she continued being engaged, and she would email her senator to ask him about bills that were coming up. And he was generally quick to respond. I love when they respond. You know, Shipley's mm-hmm. a good one. He's been oh, responding yeah. like crazy. <laughs> He's a great responder, <laughs> yeah. too. That dude, he won't respond to me. Oh, I asked him, Representative Shipley, are you crying in this video? And he won't respond to me. I've texted him like four more times trying to follow up. <laughs> well, yeah, you were... Were you present the day that his bill died? Allegedly. <laughs> could could you see him? Like, were there tears? Or do you only have no, video evidence? No, but there is... He, it's on my Twitter. There's a video of this guy like talking to someone when people are chanting, fuck you, J-Dog. <laughs> And he is crying. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a friend who said that he was holding, he, had, like, he was very red in the face and holding his jaw in the way that people only do when mm. they're about to cry. Uh, something they have a lot of experience in, apparently. Uh, <laughs> and I, it, they're explaining to me, I think I can kind of see it. Like, you, you know how people look when they're like trying really hard to hold back their emotions. And they're kind of like, they're like clenching yeah. their jaw and they're all, like, all worked up in the face. Right. Um, the dude's eyes are like... <laughs> he's crying yeah <laughs> you gotta let it out man just just yeah it's all right right you lost um, but i think one. each each yeah. of those 300 people in that hall should have just had a one-on-one conversation with jeff shipley and that would have probably been much more productive than <laughs> yeah. <you> just <laughs> right shouting yes. and being i could say i want rights and he would say no <laughs> no and then we'd shake hands both and that's what's important. Ways. Put yeah. the formalities Civility. aside. <laughs> Civility above right. all. Uh, <laughs> a side note, um, there's, I forget where the picture is from, but there's a great picture of somebody holding a double deuce right in Jeff's face. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, I was at a union meeting this morning and I, somebody in like leadership, it's like mostly like older white guys who, who run our union. Somebody, one of them had printed off. Uh, that picture and just put it on a table in the middle of our meeting. <laughs> so, oh so you got the whoever you know flipped him off to his face. You have the support of at least one uh, local <laughs> here. Oh, yeah, really happy. Good news. Yeah, I was I was happy to see that. It made me laugh. So here's an example of uh, Cindy uh, emailing Brad. Brad introduced a bill supporting the death penalty when a child is sexually assaulted and killed. I am opposed to the death penalty based on my faith. When we met, I noticed that Brad was wearing a bracelet with a verse from Second Timothy on it. I don't know which verse would have been nice to That's know. That's what you name him after the first child gets killed. <laughs> Not our second Do Timothy. Timothy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I emailed Brad and explained my position on the death penalty and asked about his. He said he was, for the most part, opposed to the death penalty, but under circum- certain circumstances, change was needed. The bill did not advance. It's the end of that story. Uh, Incredible. Again, nothing learned, nothing gained. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing happened right. at all. Yeah, it seems like he uh, intended to push some legislation, uh, was asked not to, uh, continued to try anyway, and then was voted down. 
And right. that's the beauty of our uh, democratic process. Yeah, it's just sort of a uh, random. No, no one's mm-hmm. inputs really matter at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is even better, and it's much more brief. Brad voted to limit SNAP benefits. I oppose the measure. No one should go hungry. We emailed back and forth. This is this is the disconnect for me. Like, okay, so did people go hungry? <laughs> she doesn't. Why yeah. didn't she mention that part? Like, that's the thing that matters that, right? to me. Not your fucking emails. And, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think okay. Th- this passed right. The the limitation is stat benefits. That was like I, the big the big. Sure. That's yeah. Yeah. yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So yeah, success. <laughs> She sounds like a really strong advocate. <laughs> yeah. How strongly do you believe that people shouldn't go hungry? Like, that would be a deal breaker for me. Yeah, I would not write a big, long thing in the newspaper about how Brad is nice. If uh, yeah. yeah, probably not. Yeah, literally. <laughs> if, if I pleaded with him, please don't, like, uh, force children to starve. And he was like, nah, I don't care about that. <laughs> Yeah, and then writing an op-ed that's like, he's my opponent, not my enemy. Uh, we have a lot in common. Like, it's it's so cucked. It's so, like, cowardly. I hate it. If, if someone is making kids starve, maybe he should be your enemy, dog. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't I, know. It's, yeah. I think. Yeah, also, yeah. Like, do something. Like, go go feed your fucking neighbor. Like, it hurts. I mean, I'm sure she is. I'm sure she, that she's involved in the church or whatever, because she mentions being from a church. I'm yeah. sure they're doing something. Uh, it just still hurts that she feels the need to go and talk so highly of this guy who she doesn't hate, but really should hate for oh, what, what he's doing. Yeah. 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 For the common courtesy of like talking to her a little bit and like sending a few emails. Like, yeah. Yeah. And she's probably, I mean, comes across as probably like an older white lady. And like, these are the people right. that they don't let, you know, tell the fuck off. <laughs> Cause like, there's right. a, yeah, there's Brad a Todd has been rude to, to plenty of people who reach out to him. Like he's, a, <laughs> he can be a dick too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. The commonality here is that they're both just like comfy white people and right. uh, they're not affected by any of these things. And so she's not really too worked up about it. Cause she doesn't, you know, go hungry. She's just like, um, in theory upset about it. Cause she read the right NPR article about it. Yeah. And she did her part. She emailed him. Yeah, got her column in the Des Moines Register, too. (laughs) A couple more little bits I want to read from this just to send it home. Uh, Did my conversation change Brad's position? No, I don't think so. That's politics. (laughs) But I voiced my thoughts and he listened. And then at the end of this, uh, in a democracy, we all have a vote and a voice. So vote and then use your voice. Contact your senator and representative. Ask them their positions and share yours. Civilly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, these people never like the way that I use my voice, though. <laughs> yeah. How will yeah, your legislator I... know your position if you don't tell them? And I tell them loud and up close, <laughs> and then, like, the liberals will just shake their heads at you. I don't know. Too rude. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I, I like the idea of more people being involved in the process. I think we're seeing that as more people, as like, I think like the state's contradiction just continues to like increase and accelerate and shit gets right. like worse and worse. More people are like pulled into the fold and, and willing to ask the senators like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what is going on here? Um, and so I like the idea of like more people doing that. I dislike the idea of scolding those people for their tone. 
Right. Um, yeah, absolutely. You don't need to be superior, superior to both sides in order to get your point across here. Uh, and then she says, oh, right now our legislators are making decisions that will affect Iowans for generations. The strength of our democracy depends on your participation. Damn straight. If you fall on deaf ears, uh, <laughs> the shit you say makes no impact at all. Well, at least democracy is still strong because you, you said it. Yeah. And that, what purpose does that guy serve? Like, you reach out to him, you're like, hey, I'm upset that people are going hungry and the water is bad and the schools aren't good enough. Um, and he says, I, I hear you. I understand. <laughs> I'm not going to do anything about it. And then you're like, all right, my job is done. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> She's not even like advocating do? for like voting him out or anything, like anything that actually yeah. like, would have any effect. It's like <laughs> literally like she doesn't realize that like he only represents the people who actually voted for him. <laughs> like right. it's yeah. not going to that's nothing she could do is going to change that. <laughs> yeah, it's a very apolitical call to vote. It's like not like vote this guy out of office because he thinks that um the members of my congregation should go hungry if they can't afford food, like their kids should go hungry. Right. It's, Go vote. Go express yourself. Go her, go take part in the process. Yeah, her her point here, the thesis here is the strength of our democracy mm-hmm. is what matters. And that's why you should participate is to make our democracy strong. It's right. not to uh make any of the material things that she mentioned in the article. Um it's not about making people not go hungry, it's about our democracy being strong. The results of that democracy uh are really bad. But, but that that's just evidence of its strength, you know? If you yeah, liked everything that came out strong. of it, that wouldn't be democracy. It's got to suck really bad for it to really be democracy, which is good, though. Democracy is the value that we must all adhere right. to. Right. Yeah. Right. And if you don't like the results, well, you better vote. You better vote next time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if shit's really bad, it's your fault for not voting. It's your fault for not emailing your senator to ask him to be nicer. <laughs> um, don't blame me. I emailed... Uh, uh, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> and just for clarity's sake, uh, there is a picture of her at the end. I was right. She is an older white woman. And uh, okay. Izzy, not only does she participate in the church, she's a pastor for the West Des Moines Methodist Church. That's right. She's a fellow so Methodist. To, <laughs> Thank God, too. <laughs> I haven't said this in a while. This is the number one Methodist podcast in the state of Iowa. We're all yeah. Methodists here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Subscribe to the. <laughs> uh, the right, teachings of John, John I've been keeping up on the lore. <laughs> Lutherans are some kind of cult. I've been told by a strange man that has called in a few times. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of calling in, actually, do you do you want to hear this uh, voicemail we got? Yeah, please. It's it's from by all means. it's from a guy that we talked about a little bit today. Is it actually from him, or is it Hello? from one of our friends? Hello? Doing a bit? Mm-hmm. This is. I'll let you decide. Iowa State Representative. Jeff Shipley, and I saw on the post on X.com about, from your podcast, about asking to speak to me, and I decided that I would uh, call in, so maybe we could, we could have a frank and honest and open debate about maybe. <laughs> Mommy! 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 I peed and pooped in my pants. Mommy! Mommy! I'm Jeff Shipley and I peed and 
That sounds like him. I think that was yeah, he was him. actually he was on the phone right after that boat, and I believe I heard something along his lines. Yeah. Um, I think his first phone call was to Rock Hard Caucus uh, immediately after that boat. <laughs> Answers your questions. He he was indeed crying. Yeah, everyone on Capitol Hill knows that number by heart, which is three one nine eight four nine eight seven three three. Uh, if we talked about you on today's show, you know, Brad Zahn, Cynthia Yaki, Cindy Hickman, uh, Ray Blanchard, um, mm. you know, feel free to call in. Love to hear yeah, he from sounds, you. This, he sounds a little bit like uh, Rob Sand, who's also a frequent caller. <laughs> no, um, it's a different guy. They're different. Uh, no, I just they sound <laughs> similar. Yeah. Similar accent. Yeah. Cynthia yeah. Yaki, if you're listening, because I imagine you're really online. Please, please, please call in. Yeah, please that voice would your be... Please call me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, Cynthia, if you'd like to send us uh, one of those, you know, million dollar dildos, you know, P.O. Box 5336 in Coralville, yeah. Iowa. We'll take the hundred dollar strap on one. You know, Did you hear the way I said the zip code 52241. What's wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should probably start wrapping up, though. Uh, Maggie and Izzy, you have anything you'd like our listeners to know about? Uh yeah, um, if you are selected for a jury trial on Tuesday, <laughs> February 6th, you've heard of transgender and you think that it's okay. You don't know about anything else they're talking about and we're not guilty. <laughs> I endorse but that yeah, message. It, it, yeah. <laughs> if, if you're free on Tuesday and more likely Wednesday, um, Tuesday afternoon, probably Wednesday morning, whatever time, uh, head to the uh, Johnson County Courthouse and witness uh, the trial of the century while uh, yeah. two, two, two local trans women um, are tried by the state for, for uh, prank style crimes. <laughs> yeah. Or alleged. Should, are we talking about what, it, what it's for, Izzy? <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah, for allegedly dumping thousands of glass marbles um, inside of the Iowa Memorial Union. Um, I've never even heard of marbles, and we're not guilty. Yeah, so. I uh, didn't hear anything about anything like that happening. I've never been inside that building myself. Uh yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about this, but it sounds like a hell of a time. Yeah, same here. But yeah, we're happy to signal boost that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah thank so you. that's uh, it's Tuesday afternoon and Wednesday all day. Oh, it's afternoon on t- Tuesday. Okay. We have to be there in the morning, but it's yeah. Yeah. Would there be any reason for anyone to be there in the morning besides you? Um, if no. you're on the jury, otherwise. Mm. That's all we're going to be doing in the morning. Right. There is no other trial on Tuesday, and I don't think there's any other trials on Wednesday. And so if you show up, you'll probably find, um, yeah, this case. Yeah. Uh, do they sell seats on the jury? Is that something I could purchase a ticket to, maybe? <laughs> I think so. Okay. But I think it's kind of on the down low. Okay. <laughs> maybe I'll show up in the morning with a fistful of cash and see what that gets me. <laughs> <laughs> Please do that and say that... We or our lawyer sent you to do that. <laughs> they said this was allowed. This is what you're supposed to do. <laughs> right. This is free speech. This is free speech in action. Uh, okay. Well, uh, everyone out there, thanks for listening to Rock Hard Caucus. I'll see you on Tuesday at the Johnson County Courthouse. I will probably bring a book because it sounds like it's going to be boring as hell. <laughs> yep. You have good advice. Uh, check out our website, rockhardcock.us. 
it's not how it sounds. It's, you know, like the name of the show, Rock Hard Caucus, but with a dot in it, rockhardcock.us. Yeah, do not go to Rock Hard Cock, spell no. C-O-C-K. <laughs> no, do not. Different, different website. Uh, I don't have a Can problem. Can register that real quick? I don't have a problem with anything over there, but uh, it's not, that's not us. We didn't do anything like that. <laughs> Uh, hey, actually, you know what? You, you two are plugged into the local music scene. What music should I play at the end of this episode? You got any Ooh. suggestions? I like Boot Camp. I don't know. That's, Boot Camp. That, that, that's my friend's band. Yeah. I've yeah. played Boot Camp before. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll do it again. Please, <laughs> do it again. I, None I, of the... <laughs> I think I played play PSYOP two weeks ago also. But uh, again, no problem playing them again. Right. Okay. What other bands are there? <laughs> Not enough of them these days. Um, if you're listening, please start bands. We need more bands. Yeah, go to shows with your friends and play music at them. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I like Secretary of Defense by Psyop, but that's not new. But that, okay. that's probably my favorite of theirs. I have yeah. not played that one on the show yet, so I'll play it right now. Bye. Oh yeah. Show's over. <laughs> <laughs>